Hey friends, welcome to the Courage Queen podcast. Do you want to have more confidence and courage in your life? Do you often question if you're on the right path? Maybe you're hoping somebody drops off a step-by-step guide for success. Do you wake up ambitious and hopeful, but become fearful and frustrated not knowing where to begin? Another year has gone by and you feel like nothing has changed. Trust me, I've been there. I'm Justine, and like many of you, I'm a young professional with big dreams. I often felt unworthy and incapable, wishing I had the clarity and the peace in the unknown. I wanted to be confident in my abilities and live life with more impact, but I kept fearing I wasn't living out my full potential. It wasn't until I started trusting God, pressing into life's hard moments, I was standing in the way of my breakthrough. And in this podcast, you're going to find ways to increase your confidence, grow your faith, and simply fear less. The good news is you're here, and courage starts with showing up. Welcome back to the Courage Queen Podcast. This is Justine, your host, and happy 2024. I am totally ecstatic, ecstatic, ecstatic. I am totally ecstatic to be here. I can't even talk right now. I'm just trying to really collect my thoughts and... I just really feel grateful that we get to start this year together, not only intentional, I know that's kind of a buzzword right now, um, but we get to start it intentionally. We get to start it making a decision that it's going to be purposeful, that it's going to be done right, that the things of the past don't have to have any power over us moving forward, and that we can believe bigger. I want to talk to you today about being faithful and really what the secret to having a different year is going to be? How do we overcome doubt? How do we really get our faith in focus really as the main player? How do we take a faith field approach in a world where it seems like we can just manifest anything that we want in life? And if you've been following along long enough now, you realize that um, we talk a lot about God's approach and how manifesting is really not something of God in the way that the world talks about it. And so, you know, can we manifest our own experience, our own steps? If we look into Jeremiah, I'm just going to jump right into it, you guys. If we look into Jeremiah 10, which is where the Lord really led me today, the book of Jeremiah 10, verse 23, it says, Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct their steps. Discipline me, Lord, but only in due measure. And I think that this is really, really important to look at because when we look at this verse 10, 23, really, what does it mean? You know, in this book of Jeremiah, he foretold the dispersion of Israel and witness the terrible destruction of the temple, the devastation of his beloved city of Jerusalem. You know, he understood that God's people had no excuse for sin, nor did their privileged status as God's chosen people exempt them from his level of correction. So even though he was so upset, he was lamenting, expecting that judgment. Jeremiah prayed for God's mercy upon his people. And if we look in the Old Testament, it records that Israel's rejection of the father, the gospels document this rejection of the son. And yet, in his mercy, God is pouring out his grace for a season on the church and in time will restore the nation of Israel back to himself. So when we look at this, God is the singular author and finisher of history and our faith. Although we have free will, to make a lot of our own choices, 
a lot of times this results in self-imposed difficulties. I know for me, this is a huge one. I think that you could relate. But nonetheless, it's God who determines the course of mankind and who directs the steps of his children and those in which he loves. So he sets in motion the plans and purposes for the world, for us. He will direct us and fulfill his ultimate plans and purposes for our benefit, but also for his glory. So like Israel in times past, the potty of Christ are God's witnesses in the world today. As his people, we have a choice. Do we resist his ways as did Israel or do we yield to his direction? You know, I hope that we submit our lives into his leading because the way that God has told us and has instructed us now in his word is tried and true. We see so many times that when there is trouble in our own lives, that when we're having difficulties, when things just don't seem like they're going right, most of the time, if not all the time, it's because we have acted out of God's will and out of what he wants and what is best for us. And we've chosen to take up our own way of living, our own way that God's word and his truth can be manipulated to satisfy how we want to live our lives. It's not... God's way and what God had intended, but instead it becomes this manufactured way that we are choosing to live our life and we're twisting it to serve our purposes of how we want to live. So we need to acknowledge that entrusting our futures into his hands needs to be something that we're, that we're willing to do, number one, and that we're not trying to be independent from God. To be, but being dependent on him in all things, that we're trusting him in all of our ways, that we're believing his word at all times. So we need to acknowledge that the way of man is not in himself. And that is such a hard thing to do. It really is. I'm not just saying like, we need to do this. We need to do this. It's a really difficult thing to do. And so I just really want to pray for us as we kick this off today. God, forgive me for the times when I sought to walk independently from your leading. God, forgive me for the times when I sought to walk independently of your leading. God, I want to recognize that this is and has been a form of rebellion and an attempt to be independent from you. Help me to become increasingly willing to remain dependent on you for all things, not just some things, and to be honest with myself about when I am trying to take the reins of my own life. Lord, I surrender to you. I die to sell so I can take up my cross and follow you. Please guide my steps and lead me in the way that I should go. In Jesus' name, amen. So we jump into this, and before we get into... um all of the ins and outs of like, how do we actually make this a reality? How do we actually make this a reality? Like, how do we make sure that this year isn't just a repeat of last year? How do we make sure that we're looking back at our highlight reel and that our highlight reel is actually showing the real reel, like a full spectrum of all the emotions that made up all the things that we were able to grow from and experience, that we would be able to feel closer to God than ever before. But when we invite that in, we realize that when we ask God that we want to grow in him and that we want to be closer to him than ever before, God's going to take you through some stuff. 
He just is because that's how we become more dependent on him. And that's how we give up control. And that's how we learn and grow the most when he has us in these sticky situations. It's like when we choose to follow God, it's not that life is easier. It's that now we're just doing life with more peace and we're learning a lot more. And God is putting us more on the fast track of taking us through these experiences and helping us get to the other side, helping us really master that with him at the forefront. So I want to talk to you a little bit about like, how do we come up with a theme or a word, maybe attaching a a Bible verse to it, you know, for 2024, why it's a great idea to do that, why it's a great idea to invite God in and really have a faith-filled or faith-fueled approach. Um, So there is a trend right now that is, you know, what's in for 2024, what's out for 2024. And I think that um, I'm not usually someone who jumps on trends, but this is a trend I will definitely jump on because I'm going to give you some really great journal prompts and just how I connect with God and really get clear moving into a new year. How we really make sure, again, that we're not going to doubt ourselves, that we're going to really step out and be more bold this year, that we're going to speak the truth in love. What are some of the things that we're going to do? So I'm going to share with you some of the examples of things that I wrote down for myself in just the 30 minutes that I got to a quiet place. It could be literally sitting in your car. A lot of times that's what it is for me, Um, just parking my car and then sitting in it if I um, have a little break in my day. And, um, you know, I know that somebody's with miles and things like that. I just take these little moments, intentional moments, um, or when he goes down for a nap or something like that. So what's in for 2024? I'm, I'm hoping that this list will kind of give you an idea of where I'm at, but also at the same time, I hope that it gives you an understanding as well as to how you will come up with these for yourself, not to just adopt my answers and be like, yeah, that's cool. Okay. I did that. I really want to dig deep because this should be a hard question and hard activity for you to do. Like the ins will be like really exciting and really great. And the outs will be like, wow, this is actually a lot harder than I expected. I feel very exposed. I feel very raw. So here we go. We're jumping right in. Okay. What's in for 2024? What I write down? Well, I want to enjoy more of the special occasion party like things that fall into that category. I want to make that more of an everyday thing. What does that mean? I want to use more of my decor, my fancy dishes, my fun outfits, not just for special occasions, but I want to actually work them into my life every single day to add joy because I'm living and I want to start showing up like it. I want to do more outdoor adventures and have just more outdoor time in general unplugged. Um, what's also in solid finances and budgeting? Definitely in in 2024. What's also in is prioritizing my health. Um, above really anything else that's spiritual health, physical health, my relational health with my husband, with friends of mine, family. I want that to just be so solid going into this new year. Also what's in continuing food is fuel lifestyle. That's a big one for me. I really pride myself on a lot of the great changes that I made. I had to totally change how I was doing things from a nutritional level. I do, and I'm currently doing right now a metal detox. If you have any questions about that, I have done a parasite detox. Like I've done all sorts of things over the years and I, you know, really tightened up my supplements. If that's something that you're interested in, I'm always game to ask, you know, answer questions about that because that's something that's been a major game changer for me is more of this, like God has given me the tools to help me heal. It's a matter of, am I willing to dive into that? Or am I just going to, again, take on the ways of the world of just like 
self-medicating. So definitely that is continuing into 2024. Making fitness and movement more frequent, but also making sure that it's something that's fun as well as being challenging. Like it doesn't always just have to be challenging and you're killing yourself and you're killing your body. Making fitness and making moving your body something that's fun. Figuring out what things do I actually like or enjoy that get my body moving. Like, do I like dance classes? Which that's something for me, like I'm dancing more in 2024 because, oh, I love how that rhymes. I'm dancing more in 2024. Yeah, definitely in. Um, Because I love to dance. I love to perform. I love to sing. I want to get out there and move more in ways that I'm excited about moving. Bottom line, what's also in? Doing things that scare me. Totally in. Spontaneous outings and spontaneous tithing. I want to be in a financial position where I'm more organized with my finances so that I can make those quick, fun, spontaneous decisions to help others when I see a need. I don't want to have to overly think about it and look at my budget and be so focused on my own family and what we're doing that I don't have the margin for other people. So I want to up that this year. Okay, so now let's talk about what's out. (laughs) What's out is sacrificing health for money. Saying yes to things just to appease others, just because you want to be liked, uh, just because you you want to appear helpful, you don't want to let people down. Yeah, that's but that's like out. <laughs> um, chronic, I'm calling it chronic disorganization. Okay, I would definitely identify as someone who's has more ADD tendencies, and so I definitely want to say that I am just like I am not putting energy into the fact that those are things I issue with or have issues with. I'm not putting energy there. I'm not subscribing to that. I am getting my disorganization situation under control. I don't care what I have to do. I'm like on top of it this year. So yeah, that is out. Like the disorganization and the identity around like, oh, I'm just or- I'm just disorganized and like that's just who I am. No, we're rejecting that. Um, ignoring like small bills and things like that or like big financial things that are unexpected. I kind of have a tendency to just like throw those in a pile and be like, oh, I'm going to deal with that later. I do end up like paying all that stuff, but I, I want to do it like the first time, not like the 100th time that I think about it. I don't want to push things off anymore and I don't want to push things down because I don't want to deal with them in the moment or because they're overwhelming and they are going to require me to think more about it and figure out a solution. So that's definitely out. Uh, caring what other people do when it doesn't affect me. Yeah, that's out. Um, what's also out is talking about something that, or complaining about something that I know I have the control and the power to change, but I've been unwilling to change it up until this point. Yeah, that's out. Making decisions from a place of emotion. Um, that's also out. Self-sabotaging myself from being the best person that I can be for going after goals that scare me. Yeah, that's definitely out in 2024. So yeah, that's out. So I hope that again, this gives you, this looks could go on and on, but this is like really what mine were for this year, where I really feel like God brought me to this place of just really trying to accept this in order to finally move forward. And it's really going to come from surrendering it to God, like saying these are, not pretending that these things don't exist, but saying these are things I am struggling with. And I don't want you to fix them overnight. I don't I don't want to go through the motions anymore. I, I don't want to stay in this place. I think that there's just so many times we can get so off track because there's like so many things that we want to do or so many things we want to change, but we're also not realistic about like what needs to happen so that changes that can actually be made. Like there's almost too many things that need to be changed. So, or too many things that we want to do like in a good way. And then we don't even 
we're so overwhelmed by the amount of things that we don't even know how to move forward in any way. And so we are, we end up self-sabotaging. So how do we avoid doing that? I'm going to give you some journal prompts and things like that to get tight with God, to have that time. There's nothing that could be more important than setting these intentions, but it's, you're going to have to go deep because if you don't go deep, then you're not going to be emotionally tied to a resolve of these things need to actually change and something needs to be done. You need to have a plan. Otherwise, these are all just things you're talking about. They're great intentions that go nowhere. So when you're thinking about a word of the year, like I really look for confirmation three times for stuff like that. I think about my word for the year last year. It was wisdom. I talk a lot about this on my um, Instagram page about just how that was such a pivotal word for me in my first year of motherhood and coming, you know, being in the NICU and coming out of the hospital, becoming a mom for the first time. And the way that I became a mom, like going down the water slide to motherhood was just insane. And God literally taught me so much. He gave me so much wisdom, but it's like, he gave me this wisdom to take me to the next level. And now what's required is I feel like God is giving me the word belief or believe. I haven't quite decided at the exact, you know, belief or believe very similar, obviously, but I'm looking kind of for multiple confirmations and he's been giving me those multiple confirmations. But I read something in my devotional that I just, that really, really stood out to me. And I'm hoping that it'll help you too. Maybe if you're in the season, I think that this is for someone. Doubting yourself is really doubting God. To believe bigger means to believe that you are worthy, wonderful, and ready. Oh, that seriously gave me the chills, you guys, because I would never, never like to admit that I struggle with doubting myself. But what I've realized is I think that so many things are possible for so many other people. And I believe in God so much. But for whatever reason, I've always struggled my entire life with believing that God would do those things for me, even though I've literally seen him do it. I've come to the other side of things that God has helped me get to the other side of. I've believed that God was going to heal my son. He did. It's like I have, I have stock in that. That happened to me. I walked through that. But yet I'm still doubting myself in other areas. And so you can, you can struggle with this in some areas and not others. Like when it comes to things from like a business mindset, there's so many things I want to do business wise. There's so many creative ideas I have as being like more of a multifaceted person, but I am so good at doubting myself and then almost self-sabotaging to the point where I don't even realize that I'm doing it. And so this really struck me. Like if I'm doubting myself, I'm really doubting God. And in order to believe bigger, I need to believe that I am worthy of God bringing me to this place that I've never been, even the, even if I have air quotes evidence that I haven't been able to get there before, that doesn't matter. I, I need to not be held to that. I need to push that to the side and just be like, it doesn't matter because the time is now. I'm exactly where God wants me to be right now. And that is what matters the most. I have to believe that I'm worthy, wonderful, and ready. Ready was the other word that really struck me with all this because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to believe that I'm ready. Ah, crazy. And you never feel ready. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm, you know, that's like one of the things that we fall into all the time. Like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I don't feel ready. You're not going to be ready. It's almost like you have to jump into it first and then figure it out as you go. Completely submitted and surrendering to God. And so I'm going to give you a couple journal prompts. I'm literally about to cough my head off <coughs> or sneeze. Okay. That was weird. I'm going to give you a couple journal prompts 
so that we can get clear on this time and what God is really trying to say to us. And I hope that this will propel you into the new year, that you would be able to spend this time connecting with God, asking ourselves the hard questions. First journal prompt is going to be, what are you trying to show me that I keep pushing away and am refusing or unwilling to accept that needs to change? What are you trying to show me? What have you been trying to show me that I've been unwilling to accept and let it take root so that I could work this out with you and actually break through and move forward? Like, what am I unwilling to accept? And honestly, you guys, you'll probably know what this is, but you don't want to admit it. You maybe don't want to admit that you say you're going to do a bunch of things, but then you don't follow through and do them because of fear. You may not want to admit that you're struggling in your mental health and you, you're trying everything, like you're trying materialism, you're trying, you know, traveling, you're trying bad habits, you're trying all these things to try to make your life mean something. But really what you just need is God. You just need to surrender your plans and your level of control and perfectionism to God. Maybe, you know, if you're struggling in your mental health and you need God to help point you to solutions and those solutions look different for everybody. It doesn't mean that you just pray it out and God just all of a sudden heals that. For some people that means medication, for some people that means like an intervention, for some people that means going to seek help, for some people that means like dropping it all and saying none of this stuff is working for me and I need something else. I need God. Because none of these other things like spending money and traveling and all these, you know, extravagant things that we try to fill our lives with, I try to do all those things and it's like getting to the next thing. Maybe you just feel more empty than you did before. It's just, a, it's just an, another handbag. It's just another trip. It's all becomes the same. It's all just noise. So that's your first journal prompt, your first question. And your second one is... God, what is my next best step? What do you need me to do today? Give me one of the puzzle pieces. What's something small I can do right now that I have control over to change? That is in my, that is in my, in my, you know, closeness of control. (laughs) It's in my capacity to grab onto and actually change something today. What small thing is that? And God, when you give me that, thank you for giving that to me because I know you're going to give that to me. I know you're going to deposit that into my soul right now. But when you give me that, help me to come tomorrow and be bold and courageous and stand on your truth tomorrow to ask you from there, what is the next best step tomorrow and the next day and the next day? Let me not get too far ahead of myself. Let me not step out of your grace. Let me let me not get to a place where your grace has not been able to um, be provided for me because I'm looking way too far in the future for things you haven't given me grace for yet. So those are the two questions right there. And the and really it boils down to do you have what it takes? Are you willing? Are you willing to change the way that you've been thinking about yourself, about others? Are you willing to stop making excuses? Are you willing to really step into your greatness, overcome doubt, put faith as the focus for this year? 
because that's really the secret to the differences that you want to see. You know, we respond differently. Like I, I went and had the holidays with um, my in-laws and in the past, to be honest, I'm going to be super transparent with you. Like I really, really struggled with that transition of getting married because I really liked doing things my specific way. I really liked spending holidays my way. I was kind of like a little stingy about it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. And it's taken me years of my own self work, working with God, asking God to expose the things that I need to work on because it's never between you and the other person. It's always between you and God. And so I really had to get so raw, so open. And I had to say like, why are certain things that this person does so triggering to me? Why do I struggle so much with this? Why did this, this person get under my skin so much? And it really wasn't about them. It was about me. It was about me and God. And I had to be honest with myself about what that was and allow God to peel back the onion and to show me those things. And you know what I realized? I went to go visit my in-laws this time around. And I realized, like, I have so much peace. I have so much joy. I'm not stressed. Like, I literally would get so stressed, you guys, that I would just, like, like not sleeping in my own bed, like being, you know, too tight knit in a super, in a a super uh, crowded house with a bunch of family, even though I absolutely adore every single one of my family members. But I am just that way where like, I need to get grounded. I need to get in the word of God daily. I need those quiet moments. And I was really having a hard time anytime I travel like that, like getting out of sync and getting out of those moments that I desperately need to stay grounded. And those Things that bothered me would continue to bother me year after year after year. And I would always kind of like be stressed out traveling or knowing that I was going to be somewhere else and what that was going to look like and that people might get under my skin about certain things. And you know what I realized this time is that like I was the answer all along. These things were never about any of the other people. These things were always about me. I worked with God to heal myself from the inside out. And these people don't rub me the wrong way. They don't, um, you know, like I'm not bothered. I'm not offended. I'm not bothered. I'm not triggered by the things I used to be triggered by. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I'm the most proud of this year is that I've done the intentional healing and the work. I have so much peace. I didn't, I didn't sit down and have quiet time praying with God every single day. I just learned when I was in the NICU for four months that I had to pray without ceasing all the time, that I had to work it into my being every single day, whether there was chaos around me, whether there was loud voices all around me, whether I never got a quiet moment, I had to figure out how to work that in. And I did that this time around. And like, I didn't have like not one single day of like intentional sit down and have God time or quiet moment, taking a walk. Like there was none of that. It was just like constant family time and kid chaos and like all the good, amazing things that it was. But yet I found myself very grounded and very peaceful and not stressed. And it was just like, I had to take a step back and realize like, how did I get to this point? And I just can't even believe that I can even stand here and say this today because I want that level of healing for you. I don't want you to go to an event or get stressed out by the holidays or stressed out by other people and just always be like tied up in a big knot, highly triggered by every single thing that everybody does. I think that is an out for 2024. We should ditch that. We should reject that. We should become unoffendable. You should be so strong in your own convictions and so deep in your own personal work that you don't have time or energy 
to even entertain that. So I really hope that if anything, like this very transparent message to you today has really shown you that there's so, there's always work to be done. There's so many things that God is trying to teach us. And it's really, we just need to be an open vessel. We need to open our hands to just accept what we need to accept, what we need to change, and really just give God permission to do open heart surgery, go deep with us, and get to the bottom of how can we be the most whole and the most like him. To invite him into that healing process that needs to come because every single thing that we believe, every single thing that's conditioned us through our life experiences to get to this point is overflowing into every single relationship that you have, every single encounter that you have. And if it's not solid and tied to God's word, you're going to stumble. You're going to struggle. You're going to be stressed and triggered by every person, everything. You're going to find the need to control every single person in every single situation. And that is a horrible, very depressing way of living where you are not ever truly happy. We can't keep pushing stuff down in 2024. We can't keep ignoring things that God has been trying to clean out and go through our dirty laundry now. Like our dirty laundry is open and available for him to inspect. And we just need to start being like, yeah, God, this is what it is. Like, this is what it is. Come on in. That's what Christianity is about. It's not about checking all the boxes and doing all the right things. It's about relationship with God. That's what he cares about. All those other things are the cherry on top of the cake. It's living again the way that he wants us to live. But all that, I mean, it says that in the Bible, like all those things, if it's not done without love and without relationship with him, it means nothing. It's worthless. This is the reset that we need in 2024. We need to speak truth and love. And we need to be able to press into the things that are bruises, that hurt, that we want to hide in a closet, that we want to go under the covers with, that we want to make, you know, pretend is not there. It's exposing that, accepting that, and pushing into that and moving forward. I am wishing you an incredible healing and faith-fueled journey in 2024. And I cannot wait to dive into incredible season two topics with you. Let's do this. I can't wait. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, would you share it with a friend or share it on social and tag me at Courage Queen Pod so I can personally thank you. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Courage Queen Podcast wherever you listen. And make sure to leave that five-star review. Did you know we have a fabulous and free community for our listeners where we share all the juicy details for women who are ready to take action towards their dreams? Click the link in the show notes to learn more. As always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up. And if you ask me, it's time to step into your dreams with faithful peace.